ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر امور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد يا عباد الله beyond a shadow of a doubt it is incumbent upon every muslim that they have to know their aqidah and the minhaj inside and out every muslim must know the proper belief in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in his angels and in his books and in his messengers and in the day of judgment and they must know how to properly believe in al-qadr khayrihi wa sharrih beyond a shadow of a doubt there's not a single muslim except that they have to know about the five pillars of al-islam this is binding upon the muslims they have to know how to properly believe in allah ta'ala and what it means the shahada they have to know the meaning of the shahada ashhadu an la ilaha illallah they must know the meaning of it and they must know the meaning of wa ashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu they must know the meaning of it inside and out and they must know the ahkam of salah and those affairs and those sciences that are related to it or those issues that are related to it from the issues of tahara and the like and they must know the ahkam of fasting in the month of ramadan and they must know those from amongst us who have been blessed with wealth then they must know the ahkam of zakat and those from amongst us who are blessed with wealth and they are blessed with the physical ability then they must know the the manasik of hajj they must know the rituals of hajj we have to know these things ya ibadullah we have reached the fifth pillar from the pillars of iman or the fifth article from the articles of iman ruknul khamis and as we have seen 
that they are all connected. They are all interconnected. Because we have to believe properly in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sends down the books by way of the mala'ika. And this is why the mala'ika is second. And the arkan of iman. And the mala'ika, they give the books to the rusul. They give the books to the messengers. And this is why the messengers, they are third. Naam. This is why the messengers, uh, one, the books rather, we skip in the books. They give the books, which is third, to the messengers, which is fourth. So now we see the interconnection. Naam. The first pillar is to believe properly in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second pillar is the belief, the proper belief in the malaika, the angels. And the third pillar is to believe properly inside of the books, to believe in the books. And the fourth, to believe properly in the messengers. Naam. Which brings us to the fifth pillar. Because all of this, it is so one may prepare for this inevitability. So one may prepare for the last day. So you find fifth, it comes Al-Iman Bil-Yawmil Akhir The belief in the last day. The Shaykh, Shaykh Saleh Al-Fawzan, Hafizahullahu Ta'ala, he says, وَهُوَ يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ يَوْمُ الْآخِرِ هُوَ يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ that the last day, it is also called Yawmul Qiyamah. Wa yusamma al-Yawmul Akhir, and it's been called Yawmul Akhir, li'annahu ba'd al-dunya, because it's after the dunya. Naam. So it's important to know, if someone were to ask, why is it called Yawmul Akhir? You say, because it is after the dunya. Shaykh Uthaymeen, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions that it is called Yawmul Akhir because Laysa Ba'dahu Yawman. Because there's not going to be any day after it. So it's called the last day because there's no day to come after it. Naam. Wa yusamma yawm al qiyama li qiyam al nas fihi min kuburihim ni rabbil alameen. And it's been called the day of qiyama. The day of qiyama, which means standing. And this is due to the fact that human beings will be standing. They will be brought forth from their graves standing on that day for the Lord of everything that exists. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's called the Yawmul Qiyamah due to the human beings standing, going to be standing on that day. Naam. وَيُسَمَّ يَوْمَ الْبَعْثِ لِأَنَّ النَّاسَ يُبْعَثُونَ فِيهِ مِنْ قُبُورِهِمْ and it's also been called Yawmul Ba'ath, the day of Ba'ath, meaning resurrection. And this is because the human beings, they will be resurrected from their graves. They will be resurrected from their graves and recreated. Naam. Wa yusamma al-nushur. Yawm al-nushur. And al-nushur huwa al-ba'ath. Al-nushur ma'anahu al-ba'ath. Naam, so resurrection. Naam, resurrection is similar in meaning. Al-Nushur wa al-Ba'ath. Naam, so again, Al-Nushur 
والبعث they have similar meanings على كل حال there are many names for the day of judgment and the reason is because those things that are of significance في لغة العرب then you will find they come and they have a lot of names for it so those things that are significant في لغة العرب in the Arabic language, then they will have a lot of names for it. So you find that Yomul Qiyamah it has a lot of names, a lot of different names. And these are just some of the names of Yomul Qiyamah. These are not all of the names. These are just some of the names of Yomul Qiyamah. So inshallah ta'ala, I want everyone to make sure that they write down these names in which Shaykh Saleh Al-Fawzan, ta'ala, he mentioned. So again, we were to reiterate so that no one would uh, lose out or not, and, and, and not have the opportunity to get them down. So the first one that the Sheikh he mentions is Yawmul Akhir. Yawmul Akhir. Naam. And then he mentions Yawmul Qiyamah. Yawmul Qiyamah. And he also mentions Yawmul Ba'ath. Yawmul Ba'ath. And he also mentions Hafizahullah Ta'ala Yawmul Nushur. Naam. Yawmul Nushur. Tayyib. So I want everyone to get these names down Bithnilahi Ta'ala. Wal Iman Bilyomul Akhir and the belief in Yomul Akhir Hua Tasdiq Bihusulihi Wabukuri. It means to believe and acknowledge, to truly believe and acknowledge that it will happen and it will take place. It is to believe that Yomul Akhir. Yomul Qiyamah, Yomul Ba'ath, it will take place. It will happen. Naam? And to believe in everything that is linked to it. Meaning, as Shaykh Uthaymeen, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he mentions that the belief in Yomul Akhir, and this was also mentioned by Shaykh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, that what is included in the belief in the in Yomul Akhir, but what's included in that is everything that will happen beyond death. That everything that will be happening beyond death, then this is included in the in, in what it means to believe in Yomul Akhir. Why? Because all of these things are interconnected with Yomul Akhir. So everything that we have been informed that that will happen after death, from the angels coming to us in our graves and questioning us, yani, uh, from the punishment of the graves and the bliss of the graves. From being resurrected and everything that will take place and happen on Yomul Qiyamah, Naam, to the belief in the Jannah and the Nar and so on and so forth, all of these things enter into what it means to believe in Yomul Akhir. All of these things enter into what it means to believe in Yomul Akhir. So we have to believe in that which we have been informed about from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and from His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that's going to take place in the hereafter. But it's not just a pure belief in that alone. Now, as a sheikh, he mentions that it's not just that we just believe in Yomul Qiyamah. We believe that Yomul Qiyamah is going to come and then that's it. But a person who truly believes that Yomul Qiyamah is going to come, then by default, by default, as a sheikh, he goes on to say, by default, then he's going to prepare for it. He's going to prepare for Yomul Qiyamah. Because anyone who truly believes Yomul Qiyam is going to happen, he's going to prepare for it. And the lack thereof will show what? That maybe he don't really believe. Naam. It's like here in the state of Florida. Naam. 
from time to time and we ask Allah for safety and protection, they get hit with hurricanes. So we bring in an example now. This is an example. They get hit with hurricanes. If a person really believes that the hurricane is going to come, then you'll find he'll prepare for it. He'll go out, he'll buy his bottle of water, he'll put down the hurricane yani, uh, yani, uh, shutters on the house or they'll put the boards up and the like. They'll prepare for it. They'll make sure they have rations, they get some canned foods and so on and so forth. Things that can last without yani, electricity and so on and so forth. They'll prepare for it. Ma'am? Because what? Because they know the hurricane is going to come and they know the adverse effects of a hurricane if they get hit directly with it. Now, if a person saying to you, yeah, I believe the hurricane is going to come, but then he doesn't does any of these things from preparation, you will have what? You will have doubt in whether or not they really believe the hurricane is going to come or that they're crazy. Either they're crazy or they really don't believe it's going to hit them. Now, because if they believe in such, then they will what? Then they will prepare. They will prepare. Now, if this is the case when it comes to a hurricane or a snowstorm or blizzard, now, and the like, then what about something which is greater than that? What about that which is greater than that? Like there you have in Canada. Uh, if they said a blizzard is going to come and it's going to give you X amount of feet of snow and so on and so forth and that, then you'll find people will be prepared for that. They'll make sure that they stock that, that, that they will stock up on food and so on and so forth. Why? Because they know they may be trapped in a house for a considerable amount of time due to the heavy amount of snowfall. But yeah. Now, if this is how we prepare for the like of these occurrences that happen in the weather, now and we understand that a person, if he don't prepare for a hurricane or if he don't prepare for a blizzard, that has nothing, there was nothing compared to a person who don't prepare for Yom Al-Qiyam. There's nothing in comparison. There's no comparison between the two. So we're going to prepare for the little thing, like the snowstorm, the blizzard, or the yani, hurricane, tornado, the like. Then it would necessitate that if we truly believe in Yom Al-Qiyam, we'll prepare for it. So now really this is the question that a person we have to ask. When we go over these arkan of Islam, it is not just yani, min bab in shape. It's not just from the standpoint of just knowing something. You know, FYI. No. It is so that we properly believe. Naam. So we go over yani, to properly believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that we properly believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We properly believe in Allah Ta'ala. We believe in the Tawheed al-Rububiyyah, wa Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah, wa Tawheed al-Asma al-Sifat, and so on and so forth. We properly believe in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. That's why we talk about it. Now, when we talk about the angels, the Mala'ika, it's so that we properly believe in the Mala'ika. We know what what are the Mala'ika, and we know yani, yani, uh, you know their jobs and their names and descriptions and so on and so forth. So we properly believe in the Mala'ika. Likewise with the books, so we know how to properly believe in the books, and not just properly believing in the books, because we know from the greatest of the books is the Qur'an. So a person is not going to say the Qur'an is from the greatest of the books, Qur'an, Kalam, Allah, Ghayr, Makhluk, to the end of it. The Qur'an is the greatest of the books, is, is Allah's speech is not created, then that's it? No. Is so that what? Is so that we understand, we understand the reality of the Quran so that we can what? So that we can live by it. We can live by it. We can act in accordance to it. Now, we believe properly in the messengers so that what? So that we can adorn ourselves with the religion of the messengers. Now, we believe properly and we know that the Prophet ﷺ is the best of the messengers, the best of mankind. Is it just so that we can know he's the best of mankind? No, but it's so that we can follow him وسلم, because who are Rasulullah, because he is the messenger of Allah. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So these things are important. I want everyone to understand. I want them to be able to combine between yani, uh, the, the, the theoretical side uh, and, and the practical side. So we know 
Nam, that this is what's going to happen, and thus that is transformed into our actions. You see it inside of our actions. So the one who is truly looking forward to Yawm Al-Qiyamah, then he has to prepare for it. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in the last ayah of Surah Al-Kahf, Allah ta'ala, he says, فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلُ صَالِحًا Whoever is truly looking forward to meeting his Lord, then let him work righteous good deeds. Let him work righteous good deeds. وَلَا and let him not associate partners with his Lord in worship. This is for who? This is for the one who's preparing. The one who's looking forward to Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Looking forward to Yawm Al-Qiyamah meaning what? He's preparing for Yawm Al-Qiyamah. He's getting himself ready for Yawm Al-Qiyamah. So now how does one get ready for Yawm Al-Qiyamah? By doing righteous good deeds and by what? And by avoiding shirk. Now the only way to avoid shirk is that you have to know what shirk is so that you won't fall into it. The only way to avoid shirk is that you have to know what is exactly tawheed so that you can do it. Naam, what is tawheed so you can do it? So this is important. Now you see how it's all interconnected. Now, if we're going to be looking forward to Yawm Al-Qiyamah, then we have to prepare for Yawm Al-Qiyamah. And the lack of preparation for Yawm Al-Qiyamah is showing that what that one really is not looking forward to Yawm Al-Qiyamah or there's some weakness in his belief in Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Because for the one who truly understands the reality of what's going to happen on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, he'll be preparing himself for it. He'll be preparing himself for it. So this is the question I want everyone to ask themselves. This is the question I want everyone to ask themselves. And as you will see, bi'ithnillahi ta'ala, from these upcoming durus, inshallah ta'ala, that Shaykh Salif al-Zan, ta'ala, he spends much time on this pillar. He spends much time on this pillar of the proper belief in Yawmul Akhir. Naam. Allah Ta'ala, He says, now, I want everyone to question themselves now. I don't want you to look to your left, to your right, in front, or the back. I want you to look to yourself, ask yourself this now. Am I really preparing for Yawmul Qiyamah? Am I really preparing for Yawmul Qiyamah? Naam. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He says, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ Allah Ta'ala, He says, And verily you have for you, in the Messenger of Allah, the most excellent of examples, the best example. Naam. Who is this excellent example for? Is it for everybody? Is this excellent example for everybody? Naam. Meaning that those ones who take the Prophet Sallallahu as an excellent example. Is this everyone from mankind who's going to take the Rasulullah Sallallahu as, 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 as their example? No. Not everyone. Allah Ta'ala he says, لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرُجُ اللَّهُ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرُ وَذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا He says, for the one who is looking forward to the meeting with Allah in the last day, and they remember Allah much. So in this ayah, we have some descriptions of those who are looking forward to meeting Allah in the last day. In it, that one, they take the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, as the example. You see? Now this is a person wants to understand why does Ahlul Sunnah, why do they stress following the Prophet ﷺ? Why do they stress yani, taking the Prophet ﷺ as an example? Why do they stress the Sunnah? Why do they stress the Sunnah and why are they so hard when it comes to Bid'ah? Why are they so harsh when it comes to Bid'ah? How come when it comes to Bid'ah it's not negotiable with them? If people don't know, if they want to know, if they want to understand, then this is from that which motivates us. Is that what? Is that we're preparing to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because those who are preparing to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And those who are looking forward to the, to the, to the last day. Then these are those who take the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa as an example. As we see in this ayah. 
So we should be taking the Prophet as an example. If you are truly looking forward to meeting Allah in the last day, then you have to take the Prophet as an example. And also, and they make much dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They make much dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now I want everyone to ask themselves, how was your dhikr? How was your dhikr? In the daytime, in the morning time, and the dhikr at the end of the day, how constant are you on that? Is your tongue constantly moist with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? This is what I want everyone to ask themselves. Because for the one who is looking forward to Yawmul Qiyamah, then you will find that his tongue is moist with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is from what it means to be prepared for Yawmul Akhir. So now I want to ask another question. How are we when it comes to how many adhkar have we memorized? How many of the adhkar, how many of the supplications that the Prophet ﷺ taught us have we committed to memory? How many are we implementing and the like? And, and, do, and did we even realize that this is something that is important? This is important to understand now. Now, when it comes to the adhkar, those ahadith in which the Prophet ﷺ, he taught us this, this adhkar, the supplications, how are we with regards to them? When's the last time we read through them? When's the last time we committed one to memory? When's the last time we made the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Because those who are preparing for Yawmul Akhir, then you find they are those who are constantly remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are those who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala much. So now this is the question I want everyone to ask themselves. How is your dhikr? How is your dhikr? How is your following of the Prophet How well do you follow the Prophet how, how much good deeds do you come and bring forth? And how much are you really trying to avoid, run away from shirk? How much of a hatred do you really have for shirk? And how much really is your love for tawheed? These are questions we have to be asking ourselves all the time. Why? Because Yomul Qiyamah is going to come. It is more real than the floor that you are sitting upon. It is more real than whatever you may happen to be looking upon at this moment right now. It will happen beyond a shadow of a doubt. Just as you're here right now hearing these words, verily, most definitely, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you are going to die. Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَجَاءَتْ سَكْرَةُ الْمَوْتِ بِالْحَقِّ And the pains of death, they will verily come in truth. The pains of death will come in truth. Just as you're here right now breathing, just as your heart is pumping and the blood is circulating, it will come a point when all of those things will stop. The heart will no longer pump. The blood will no longer circulate. The lungs will no longer fill with air and then expel it. Every all that is will stop. The brain function will stop. You will die. This is what you used to be running away from. Now, Allah Ta'ala, He says, this death that's going to come, this is what you run away from. The ulama of tafsir, they explain that this is the reason that when a person feels the pains of hunger, whether they realize this or not, whether they, yani, this is something that is conscious or something that's, yani, uh, yani, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Unconscious. Now, whether it's something you consciously do or this is something yani, yani, unconsciously. Well, what happened is, when you feel that pain of hunger, Right? When you feel that pain of hunger, the human being, what does he do? He rushes to get food. 
Not just because he's hungry, but because on a subconscious level he realizes that if this situation of hunger persists, it will result in my death. Huh? That if this situation of hunger persists, persists, it will result in my death. Likewise, when a person becomes thirsty, he just doesn't go to the drink because yeah, just for the sake of going to the drink, but because on a subconscious level he realizes that if this situation is it persists, it will result in my death. Likewise, when a person becomes sick, it could be a sniffles, it could be a head cold, it could be any yeah? when a person gets the sniffles and a lot. They rush for some type, they look for some type of medicine. Why? Because they realize that some sicknesses, people, they die. Some sicknesses, during the duration of the sickness, the person, he dies. So they're looking for this stuff. Why? Because this is that, this is that which we was avoiding. This is what the early man explained. Because this is how we avoid, even on a subconscious level, this is how we avoiding the death. But the death, you can't run from it. You can't run, it's going to catch you. When it's your time, that's it. It's going to come. And just as sure as we will die, we will be questioning our graves. Just as sure we will be questioning our graves, the grave will either be a time of bliss or be a pit, a punishment for us. Now, just as sure as that will happen, we will be resurrected from our graves and recreated. The bones will be put back together. If it was dust, you'll be put back together like you was the first time, uncircumcised. There, now you'll be put back together. If your if your, if, if 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 your body was Yanni disintegrated hatta? We're gonna say if it disintegrated to the molecular level, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put you back together. He will put you back together. No matter where your, your particles have spread to, no matter where they have gone to, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put you back together like the first time. Put you back together. And just as sure as you'll be resurrected and, and, and put back together. You will be gathered. You will stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you will be questioned about what you used to do and at the end of that, after you are judged and after yani, the deeds are judged and so on and so forth, then the person will what? He will have his final abode either in the Jannah or the Nar. As certain as you are here, as certain all this is going to happen. Naam. So we have to prepare. So the Shaykh, he says, That this is from, the, this is from it. You have to be preparing for it. Naam. You have to be preparing for it. The Shaykh, he says, And just to believe in it alone. The Shaykh, he says, It is not enough just that you believe in it. Naam. And that you have a certainty in it. That you have yaqeen in it. That's not enough. But you have to prepare for it. You have to prepare for it. How do you prepare for it? The Shaykh he says, And that is by doing righteous good deeds. This is one way in which you prepare for it. So I want you to make sure you're enumerating the examples that are mentioned of how you prepare for it. From one, doing righteous good deeds. Doing righteous good deeds. Naam. What tawbah? Min al-a'mal al-sayyi'ah. And you have to make tawbah. You have to make tawbah from the evil deeds. We have to make tawbah from evil. This is how we prepare for yawm al-qiyamah. Making tawbah from the evil. Naam. And as we mentioned previously, what? By learning the tawheed, being upon the tawheed. 
Staying away from avoiding shirk. I want you to add this to your list. Following the Prophet وسلم, and adorning oneself with his sunnah. And making much dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are from the ways we prepare for Yawmul Qiyamah. And these are from the ways. They are not all the ways, but these are from the ways. And then the Shaykh, he mentions, وَإِكْثَارْ مِنْ الْحَسَنَاتِ And by coming with a lot of good deeds. By coming with a lot of good deeds. We have to try our best to come with good deeds. From those obligatory yani, actions of righteousness and the voluntary actions of righteousness. We should make sure the obligatory, this is not even, not even going to talk about that. The obligatory is obligatory. We do it, that's it. There's no talk about that. You do it and that's it. You can't miss it. You can't leave it. You do it. That's it. Allah Ta'ala say do it, you do it. The Prophet Sallallahu say do it, you do it. That's it. The obligatory is you make sure it's done. Period. As far as the voluntary, you make sure you bring a lot of voluntary deeds. You bring as much voluntary deeds as you can. You fast as much, yani voluntary fast as, as, as you're able to. Now, you pray as much voluntary, yani uh, salawat as you're able to. You give as much, yani sadaqah as you're able to. And so on and so forth. Now, that you come with a lot of voluntary righteous good deeds. You always try. You smile in the face of your brother. Because a smile in the face of your brother is a, right, is a righteous good deed. Sadaqah. Naam, you call the good, forbid the evil, doing such a sadaqah. Naam, you help a person, yani, uh, if he's upon a horse, you, you, then, 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 then you give to him his, his bata'i, yani his stuff that's on the ground, you, you, you hand it up to him. Naam. Now a person may say, but hey, we don't, drive, we don't drive horses no more, now we got cars and stuff like this. Fine, no problem. You help a person load their groceries inside the car. You help a person unload the grocery from the car. This is all good. This is all good, righteous, good things. Naam, you feed your brothers. This is righteous good things. And now you give water and to drink. Naam, to, to your brothers. This is righteous good things. You're kind to the animals. This is righteous good, yani good deeds. All of these things are righteous good deeds. So you try your best to always look for the righteous. And this is how the Muslim should be. He should be one that's, that's, that's hungry for the righteous. You know? You know how the people who's hungry for the dunya, they always, what they say? They're always looking for a way to make a buck. Always looking for a way to make a dollar. Right? The people who love the dunya, they're always looking for an opportunity. How I can get paid? Right? Okay, as a Muslim, you should be always looking for opportunity. How I can get paid, but not paid in currency. How I can get paid with righteous good deeds. And what, 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 what good deed I can do? You should leave your house looking for a good deed to do. Looking for a good deed to do. Now, you should always be hyper-vigilant when it comes to doing good. And opportunity for doing good. You hear your brother sick? Oh, opportunity now. What's his address? Let's go visit him now. Because that's a righteous good deed. You hear your brother hungry? Opportunity now. Why you think the still used to say Kevin Hal? Why you think they used to ask each other, how, what's your Hal? How you doing? Not like we do it right now. Now this is just from the, you know, just the, you know, just the opening greetings. Everything becomes real generic. How you doing? Alhamdulillah. Kevin Hal. Alhamdulillah. This and that and that. And that's it. They didn't ask because they wanted a generic answer. They used to ask because they really want to know, how you doing? Because you know what? There might be an opportunity for me. Kevin Hal. How you doing? And a ja'ir, I'm hungry. Babe, I got some extra dates. Take some. They was looking for it. How are you doing? I'm thirsty. Okay, let's, you know, let's get you something to drink. Because it's a good deed they were looking for. They really want to know, how are you really doing? You sick? Okay, you need some help? You need a doctor? You need a ride? You need what medicine? What, what do you need? Get your prescription filled? Whatever. And, I, and of course, I'm you know, bringing it up to, to date. I want you thinking that they had prescriptions then. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that they used to ask because they would truly want to know, what can I do for you? Why? Because they're looking for good deeds. Looking for good deeds. Now, not like nowadays. Nowadays, you ask somebody how he's doing. 
If he starts telling you all that, what's the first thing people say? Ah, man, I ain't ask you all that. Right? He go, you ask him, he say, how you doing? Ah, oh, man, my stomach hurt, my foot hurt, I'm a little hungry, you know, uh, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? I'm late on my, 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 my cell phone bill, you know, this, this, that, 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 and this, that, 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 brother. Yo, man, I ain't, want I ain't ask you all that. Huh? That's how people is right now. Because they, cause they, 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 they're far, they're away, they're away, they're away from how they should be. The seller, they were actors because they really want to know how you doing. You tell them. To get you, you, you gotta eat something not right. We gonna, we gonna help. We gonna try our best to make it right. If we can't do anything, you hungry? I'm hungry. Then we make dua, make dua for you, right? Because it's fact the the one who's a private something can't give it. You ask the brother, don't he tell you hungry? And you hungry too? You can't eat. You don't got no food. You got no. Okay, now we hungry together. Alhamdulillah, make dua. That's it. Now, so this is important, yeah, It's important that we become those who are hyper vigilant, looking to do good deeds. Who needs help so I can help them? Yeah, where's a good deed? Let me do it. Now, I'm person, you know, he might be at work. He get his 15 minute break. Instead of sitting there twiddling your thumbs, praying uh, Tetris on your phone or something like that, right? Go to the place that you pray at and just do two rakat. You got 15 minutes, do two rakat, then you can still eat a half a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. No problem. Nah, no problem. Huh? We should be. Looking for opportunities to do righteous good deeds because this is from what it means to properly believe in your Mulqiyama. The Shaykh goes on and he says, He says, So you, you have to prepare for this day. Because it's a day that there's no doubt in it. Ibrahim he used to sing inside his dua. He used to make dua. Naam, so inshallah ta'ala, and this can be found in Surah Al-Shu'ra, and it's verse 87 to 89. Because I want, yani for homework, I want I want the brothers and the sisters to go and memorize these ayat. This is a dua. This is a dua Ibrahim, alayhi salam, used to say. Shaykh Salaf Uzani is teaching us. This is a dua that Ibrahim, alayhi salam, used to say. Because what? This is from preparing for Yawm Al-Qiyamah. This is from preparing for Yawm Al-Qiyamah. So Allah Ta'ala, He informs us in His statement. وَلَا تُخْزِينِ يَوْمَ يُبْعَثُونَ يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعْ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهِ بِقَلْبٍ سَنِينَ نعم. He used to ask I'm going to say it again slowly in case those want to write it يعني بالعربي وَلَا تُخْزِينِ Do not disgrace me to ask Allah, oh Allah, do not disgrace me. When? Yawma yuba'athun. The day that all of the creatures will be resurrected. The day that all the creatures will be resurrected. Do not disgrace me. This is how you, one prepares for your Qiyamah. By begging Allah Ta'ala right from right now. From right now. Begging Allah Ta'ala, oh Allah, on your Qiyamah, do not disgrace me. La tukhzini yawma yuba'athun. Naam. Because the reality of this day is The day that money and children will not benefit. The day that neither children nor money will have any benefit for a person. No benefit. You could have, have had 50 children. Doesn't mean nothing on that day. Right now, you got 50 children, your neighbor act up, right? You can bring your sons out and then that's it. 
helps you out maybe in dunya. Correct? In the akhirah? No. It's not going to have any benefit for you. Any benefit for you. Right now, you with a bad buying, you got some money, your money may, you know, assist you, right? By Allah Ta'ala's permission, Yomul Qiyamah, money, psh, nothing. Naam. What's going to benefit? إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَ اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ Except for the one who comes to Allah with a pure heart. Pure heart. Naam. With a pure heart. So the one that has a pure heart, then he'll be benefited Yomul Qiyamah. So what we understand from what a person is asking for by oh Allah do not disgrace me Yawm Al-Qiyamah is that what? Make me of those who have pure hearts because these are those who they won't be disgraced Yawm Al-Qiyamah these are those who are going to be okay Yawm Al-Qiyamah Naam these are, that was going to benefit Yawm Al-Qiyamah pure heart money children no benefit pure heart benefit Naam so then we understand from this so in preparation so in preparing for Yawm Al-Qiyamah then we have to be of those who what? then we work on our hearts Work on our heart. So for so for the one who is yani, looking forward to Yomul Qiyamah, looking forward to meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we ask them, How is your heart? How's your heart doing? Naam. The Shaykh he says, Fahuwa Yomun Azim. Because Yomul Qiyamah, this is a day that is tremendous. It's not like you're not a little day. This is a day that is tremendous. A day of which there's never been a day like it. Naam. Allah Ta'ala he says. يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ The day that a man will run from his brother. You understand this? This is how severe it's going to be. That a man will come face to face with his brother and run away from him. He'll flee. Run away from his own brother. Right now in dunya, you see your brother, you run towards him. In most cases, right? You see your brother, you run towards him. Because it's your brother. Naam, it's your sibling. And we understand Yani brother, but we understand what siblings, because we're interested in them, brother and sister. Brother and sister. Naam. A person a day a person will see a face to face with his brother, his sister, and run away. That's a serious day now. And from his mother and father. And the ulama they explain the reason why the brother is mentioned right here. They say because inside of the dunya. And when we say brother, maybe we mean brother and sister, right? The reason why Allah Ta'ala he starts out mentioning the brother or the siblings is because what? In the dunya, when a person needs help, who's the first people they usually more likely to go to? The brother and the sister. Right? When something happens, who's more likely you're going to go to? Usually it's your brother and your sister before your father and your mother. Right? Right or wrong? Those from big families, you know this how it is. Something happens, you usually go to your brothers and your sisters first. Why? Because you don't want to bother Umi and Abby. So we'll go to our brothers first. Look, I need a couple of dollars. Let me get some. Usually, you ask your brother first before you ask your mother and father because you don't want to bother them. Because if anything, the good child, you want to help them out. Right? So usually, the first ones that you call for, yeah, that, 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 that you look for their support in the dunya are your siblings. It's usually the first one. But your qiyamah is a day not like any other day. This is a day that the ones that you used to be the first to go to, used to be on the speed dial, these are the first ones you're going to run away from. The first ones you run away from, your brothers and your sisters. And your mother and your father. A person will run from his mother and his father, Yomul Qiyamah. This is how serious that day is gonna be. And from his and from his yani his 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 uh, his, uh, his spouse. He will run away from his wife. Likewise, the wife will run away from her husband and from the children. And from the children, you got people saying, Man, I'll take a bullet. In between me and my child, 
One of y'all pick, I'll take the bullet, let my child live. This is how people is in, in right? This is how people are in dunya. The car coming, push the kid out the way, take the hit, get hit by the car. Same thing for the wife. Same thing yani, for the husband. People yani, would lose limbs, would give up organs, need a kidney. Look, see if I'm a match. Take my organ, give it, because yani, it's my, right? my wife, my, my, my son. And then if they're not a match, what happens? They become upset, distraught. They're not a match. Bone marrow, need some bone marrow? Try to test mine. Not a match, distraught. Ready to give up bone marrow. But Yom Al-Qiyamah, nah. Yom Al-Qiyamah, run away. Yom Al-Qiyamah, fleeing. Yom Al-Qiyamah, running away. Why are they running away like this? This is a day not like any other day. Why are they running away like this? Allah Ta'ala, says, Because everyone on that day will have an affair that will preoccupy them. Because they will know the dirt they did. They will know the sins they did. They will know the people they oppressed. They will know the people they lied against. They will know the people they stole from. They will know all the evil, nasty stuff that they had done. And they, now they're going to be worried. Now it's time to pay up. All the debts are going to be paid right now. Yomuddin. Naam. The day that the debts are going to be paid. Now it's going to be paid. Now they're nervous. So that's why when they see in the mother and the father and the brother and the sister and the, and the, and the, and the, and the wife or the, the, or the husband and the children, they're running away. I got to worry about myself. Nefsi, Nefsi. I ain't got no time to worry about you. I worry about myself. Now I'm some of the early mad tefsir. They say also because they know that they had done certain acts of evil in front of their family and they scared that their family going to testify against them now. They scared now that the family going to come and testify against them because they were doing dirt that their family knew about but everyone else they know about. So that's why they see they run. Why? Because they're preoccupied. They have things that preoccupy. This ain't like a day of any other day. This is a day that is so severe. The Shaykh goes on, he says, And on this day, Allah Ta'ala, he says, On this day, they will be made to see one another. Allah Ta'ala, he says, on this day, They'll be made to see one another. They'll be made to look and look at and see one another. Naam. Allah Ta'ala, He says, Now this is, this is beyond running away from them now. You understand now? This ain't like running away. Allah Ta'ala, He says, and they'll be made to see one another. So they'll see their brothers and their sisters and the people that they used to know and that. They'll see them. But Allah Ta'ala, He says that on that day, that the what? The criminal, the criminal on that day, he will seek to ransom himself from the punishment by what? By his children. He will seek to ransom him by Now he said, in the dunya, a person that take a bullet for the child, a person that jump in front of a train and push the child out the way. But now you're on the piano? No, take the child, put him in a hellfire, so I don't gotta go. I don't care, he ain't doing put, put him in. Let me be safe from it. They will try to ransom themselves from the punishment with their children. And by his spouse, by the spouses, and by the, and by the siblings, they will try. Take, get rid of all them so I can be safe. And his family used to give him shelter. His family used to help him out in the dunya. Give him shelter. He would say, no, take all the family, put them all in the hellfire so I can don't have to go. Let's make a deal. Ain't no deals on that day. And not just his family, those people who were close to him. And 
and whoever is in the earth, everybody upon the earth, throw everybody in the earth in the hellfire and let me go to the Jannah. Put them all in the hellfire so I can be safe. I'm cool with that. Yeah, subhanallah. This is a day not like any other day. This is a day not like any other day. This is a day not like any other day. But will they be able to make a deal? Allah Ta'ala, he says, Kalla. Nay. No way. No, this is not happening. Nah. Because what? Because no soul will carry the burden of another. And no one will carry the burden of another. No one will carry the burden of another. Naam. The Shaykh, he says, فَلَا يُنْجِيهِ مِنْ هَذَا إِلَّا عَمِنُ الصَّالِحِ وَتَرْكُ الْعَمِنُ السَّيِّئِ And nothing will save a person when it comes to this situation, Yomul Qiyamah, except for righteous good deeds and leaving off sins. Except for righteous good deeds and leaving off sins. Naam. So from the first aspect of what it means to believe in Yomul Qiyamah, we have to believe in it properly and we have to prepare for it. And we mention those things that are required to prepare for it. Wa naktafi bihad al qadr wa sallallahu sallam ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.